Ears Molik Podcast, Episode 2. and gentlemen it may not be morning for you but it's right now morning for me it's the 16th of may saturday morning in europe and i'm not even in men cave bunker as i was last time i'm sitting at the airport i'm watching the runway it's uh, Podhořany airport you can find it on lima kilo papa november code sign and I'm watching the side I'm watching the sunrise. Oh, I'm not having a beer and crisps today. Maybe luckily for you, because I got uh, many people complaining about the sound of crisps uh, eating on a microphone. So I'm having a coffee right now and piece of cake. <laughs> and Europe is still in wartime measures we have still the corona madness going on and i still see this as advantage even though all the air shows are cancelled but uh, i started this air show podcast and uh, this may be what we will do instead of flying to the air shows we will be talking about it so that's the idea behind this podcast um, I may tell you a little bit about myself again. Uh, my name is Libor Smolík and I fly with old Czechoslovakian vintage twin engine aircrafts from 50s and 60s. That is L200 Morava and Aero 145. I fly to air shows, but these are cancelled this year. Not only in Czech Republic or Germany or Poland, but pretty much everywhere around Europe. And the thing I miss the most this year is Duxford Flying Legends because uh, these were cancelled. Uh, I was looking at the website yesterday and it looks like the Battle of Britain show may be um, going on in September, but that's the earliest date for any kind of air show we may get this year so till then everything will be facebook or youtube air shows we can watch only so that was that and let's go to the news So, what's in the news? I have with me here the latest issue of Aeroplane magazine and Ben Dunnell, the editor of magazine, is writing in his foreword. There are very tough times for many, take the airshow industry. Whether Britain will enjoy any air displays in 2020 remains to be seen. In parts of mainland Europe, bans on large public events of all types are due to continue for many months yet. 
and given how social distancing will surely be part of daily life for foreseeable future, how will it prove possible to enforce it any, in any meaningful way at large outdoor events? Question mark. The future of air shows and aviation museums remains impossible to predict. Also on the same page, due to the coronavirus epidemic outbreak publication of Roland's Roland White's new book Harrier 809 has been delayed from the planned date at the end of April until 15th of October. That's a pity because I was quite looking forward to this book. Harrier 809. Also in the news, Singaporean hunter to Miami. The wings over Miami Air Museum at Miami Executive Airport, Florida, received a former Republic of Singapore Air Force Hawker Hunter FR-74B at the end of March, courtesy of UK-based broker Historic and Classic Aircraft Sales. The 64-year-old fighter was moved from its previous home at Tuckenwall in New South Wales for its new owner Jeff Berry, the museum vice president, vice president who intends to return it to airworthy condition. Originally built in 1956 as Hunter F-4, it served with the Royal Air Force as XF-369 and in 1972 was one of 22 refurbished airframes delivered to Singapore. It was operated by a uh, 141st squadron at Tenga with the serial 538 until being retired in 1992 so Hawker Hunter is going to Miami but there is there is also a P51D going from America to Germany in early March North American P51DE Mustang which scoped the award for Best P-51 at the Experimental Aircraft Association Air Venture show at Oshkosh in August 2019, arrived in the Mayer Motors hangar at Bregarten, southwest Germany, recently acquired by German Harvard and Stearman owner, display pilot uh, Gorg Raab from Louisville, Colorado based pilot Carl Patrick. The Mustang also earned for Midwest Aero Restorations the Denville, Illinois, a Silver Ranch Award at Oshkosh for the expert work on the airplane. The former Royal Canadian Air Force fighter serialed RCAF 9597 with the with that air arm is the eighth Mustang to be entrusted to Mayer Motors since the company was set up during October 2006. N51ZA uh, wears the markings of Duxford-based 84th Fighter Squadron 78th Fighter Group machine named Francis Dell, flown by Lieutenant Clark Clemens. 21-year-old Clemens, who hailed from Jackson, Mississippi flew 17 missions between late February 1945 and VE Day, subsequently ferrying Mustangs to AAF bases in Europe before returning to the USA in June 1946. 
and going on to fly for United Airlines. And the last piece of news is from the Financial Times and it's from the airline world. Virgin Atlantic took a third of jobs and exit Gatwick in survival flight. Virgin Atlantic is preparing to cut almost a third of its 10,000 workforce and close its Gatwick operations as the airline scales back to survive the coronavirus crisis. The airline warned it would take up to uh, up to three years to return to 2019 traffic levels and announced plans yesterday to cut up to 3,150 jobs. Wow. Anyway, now I will take sip, sip of coffee and it's time for the hunger talk. This segment is called Hanga Talk and it's because I'm talking in this segment with my friends. Today I prepared for you the chat with my classmate from Oxford Aviation Academy from many years ago, Alex. But first I will tell you about this interesting book uh, I got from my girlfriend uh, for my birthday and that's Tale of Ten Spitfires. Anyway. Uh, oh, by the way, if you are if you are following my Instagram and my Insta stories, you would know uh, I'm reading this book and I shared occasionally some interesting bits already in my Insta stories. So feel free to follow me on Instagram uh, as at Libo Smolik. Anyway, uh, it's the tale of ten Spitfires from AR five o one to AR. 510 and uh, these Spitfires uh, were uh, operated um, by not only by but very often by 310th Czech squadron formed on the Hawker Hurricane at Duxford uh, at 12th Group Airfield in July 1940 and was the first squadron to be named by Czech pilots who escaped the German occupation of Europe and volunteered to take up the fight with the Royal Air Force. Later the squadron moved to 10th Group and from May 1942 settled in Exeter in Devon. Shortly afterwards the squadron became part of Czech wing alongside sister Czech squadrons 312th which was based in nearby satellite of Harrowbeer and from June 1942 313th squadron which was based in uh, Church Stanton. Now, uh, since, since 1942 310th squadron has been commanded by squadron leader František Doli Doležal and this is quite interesting person because um, in 1938 as the Munich agreement ceded the Sudeten area of Czechoslovakia to Hitler Doležal had been a pilot in Czech Air Force as the Germany army, a German army completed the occupation by marching into the rest of the country in March 1939 Doležal like many Czech pilots fled to Poland and then to France 
serving with l'arme de l'air during the Battle of France. Did I pronounce it right? Anyway, in France he shot down three confirmed Luftwaffe fighters and was awarded another probable while flying the Moraine Saulnier MS-406. As France fell in 1940, Dolezal fled again, this time to Africa and then to England, where he was able to join the Royal Air Force as a pilot officer. Officially, Czech pilots joined the Royal Air Force Volunteer Reserve, posted first to 310th Squadron. Dolezal was then sent to 19th Squadron in August 1940 due to 310th Squadron having surplus of pilots at the time. Flying at the height of the Battle of Britain, he shot down a further four enemy aircraft and damaged another before returning to 310th Squadron in October 1940 and taking command of a A flight prior to his promotion to squadron leader in 1942. Dolezal will play large part in our story, flying our Spitfires on operation and later leading the Czech wing from April 1943 to February 1944, by which time he had been awarded the DFC and DCO. And so that was František Doli Dolezal. And Another man, uh, which may be of interest for you, or at least is interest to me, is uh, Karel Mrazek, because Mrazek, uh, he was he led the uh, he was the wing commander, uh, DFC in 1937, and he had been commanding officer of the Czech Air Force. Uh, 33rd Fighter Squadron, flying on Avia B534. Like Dolezal, Mrazek fled during the German occupation and eventually joined the Royal Air Force flying hurricanes with 43, 43rd Squadron and later 46th Squadron. Mrazek was 31 years old when he took command of 313th Czech Squadron in December 1941, an age that was relatively old for a fighter pilot, although he was still a year younger than Dolezal. And um, in June 1942, 313th Squadron moved uh, to Royal Air Force Church Stanton in 12th Group to join the Czech wing. Shortly afterwards, Mrazek was awarded the DFC, taking command of the wing after the death of previous wing leader, Wing Commander Alois Amos Vashatko, DFC, <coughs> whose Spitfire uh, had crashed into the sea after colliding with Fokkewolf 190. By the way, uh, Mrazek survived the war and he returned to Czechoslovakia in 1945. However, like many ex-Royal Air Force Czech airmen, he was purged by the communist authorities in 1948, branded an enemy of state, imprisoned and brutally interrogated. Mrazek was finally released and settled in Jablonec nad Nisou, where he spent the rest of his life. Following the Velvet Revolution in 1989, Mrazek's contribution to the freedom of his country was again officially recognized and he was promoted to Major General. He passed away on 5th December 1998 at the age of 88. Well, 
uh, that was a quite interesting time because uh, you you would think that the biggest enemy uh, would be the Nazis, but actually it was the communists afterwards. Afterwards, at least for the Czech pilots. So that's the that's the dark side of the history. Um, anyway, to lighten up a little bit, uh, I will read you. Uh, more interesting stuff from this book later on um, next week in the next episode and as for now um, I will play here the chat I had pre-recorded with my friend Alex from California or originally from Britain but uh, at this moment uh, in California uh, and I hope it will be of interest to you So, ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend uh, Alex, and uh, he's part-time policeman, part-time pilot, right now in uh, U.S. Uh, United States of America, and uh, he will tell you more about uh, his life. <laughs> Libor, thank you very much, man. Look, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. I'm a huge fan of yours. I think you do some good work. You're a hardworking dude. You do a lot of. Uh, You make a lot of shit happen, man. I was always impressive looking at your like Facebook feed and what and things you do. And I always wish you the most success all the time, man. So I'm very proud of you, man. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so the policeman, I work patrol uh, in for LAPD. Uh, I'm kind of doing that like maybe 40 hours a week, and then I'm trying to pick up uh, flying uh, as much as I can. So I used to, so I had my uh, commercial instrument multi uh, training and uh, EASA, and that was when I. I met Libor and uh, we did it our training in Oxford and then we went off and did various training across the UK and then I had a job uh, flying for executive aviation services uh, flying the citation Bravo and I used to fly that uh, across Europe um, on a little short flight to people who had big big pockets really rich people I used to fly that fly the jet for them And then that company went bust, like pretty much every aviation business will do eventually. It's horrendous. Yeah, thanks and then, for so motivation, then I by my the bags. way. As I know, Elie, you know all about this, these aviation pains. And then I came uh, to California with my wife, who's American, and uh, I got into uh, law enforcement. Uh, I had to pay the bills while I had to get my, uh, my FAA qualifications done. So during my FAA training, I was working, uh, I was in the police academy doing my training, getting paid. And then I was training, uh, I, had to do my, I had to do my multi-engine, my instruments, my CFI, certified fire instructors rating. I had to do my, my double I as well. I had to Wait do a lot of training, cost Wait me a fortune. So, so you had to do it again because Everything. of America. When I, when I submitted my paperwork, the, F, the FAA said to me, oh, we're going to give you a private multi. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with a private multi people? Wait Fucking a minute. So, so you are like, you, you've been flying uh, Citations jets in Europe and you are coming, coming oh. to America and they told you you will do a private. Private multi. And I had, I had an instrument add-on, but only I had to keep it current. So I had to keep my EASA license current. How the fuck am I going to keep an EASA instrument license current? I can't. 
Yeah. Trying to do my commercial check ride. Crazy, crazy. It happened to me when I uh, when I did my um, seaplane uh, seaplane private um, training in America, and I had like yeah. uh, in Florida uh, on Florida, Florida. I had like seaplane training. I came to Europe, and they said I have to do the training again because uh, yeah. they will not convert the American license to European one. So this is this is something what happened to you in the opposite way that you you uh, you have been like trained European pilot, but it didn't work out in America. Exactly, like uh, America just sees itself as the whole world, and everyone outside of that world can go fuck themselves. <laughs> that's the American. That's the American way when it comes to like licensing or anything like that. So, 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 so I do. I, do I understand right that you found uh, like a police job as a as a part time job to survive uh, and to no, make well, up for I all the licenses? Yeah, I had to go full time to pay the bills. I needed uh, medical insurance in America. If you get sick in America, you you die. Like that's it. You either <laughs> die or you, or you pay the bill. You know. Like But, uh, I heard someone say that sixty uh, percent of all bankruptcies uh, from are due to health uh, health insurance. So you got to get health insurance. So I have to get a full time job to pay the benefits, you know. But um, geez, yeah, man. Geez, uh, then I then nice. I had to pay for my fucking tra training. So I did my multi. I did my commercial check ride, which is very different to EASA, by the way. EASA do it. I uh, do kind of like it's very. I found the EASA one more formal, but then over here is less formal, but it's more a lot more hands on. And you have a, you have a five hour all one exam too fucking five hours talking about fucking flying like licensing and like all the different system all the stuff we took for our uh, yasa rip test our atpl frozen all those all those exams you have to talk about it talk about weight and balance talk about it's <laughs> so hard man I, all I over again so all over again everything and, and the written test i take written test again fucking but like they so the faa do one written test um a five hour oval and then a fucking two hour flight at the end if you get that far <laughs> you know and you have to that for the multi the fucking instrument all of it <laughs> and then of course the um uh, the cfi so being a flight instructor is pretty cool over here so you get it's like it's a good job because you get more responsibility than you do in well, the ASA as an instructor. is is yeah. it like you have you ha <laughs> well is it a good job because it you are basically getting paid for the people trying to kill you all the time all the time you <laughs> always trying to kill me yeah on the streets everyone trying to kill me all the time man. all the time you know it's scary stuff but now, um yeah now, the, the The student, the student pilots are scary. They are, they are scary. And now we are flying the CJs again. Yeah, so I uh, picked up a gig with Chrysler Aviation, um, and also my type rating too. I had a type rating in Europe that I picked up out of flight safety on the Bravo. That did nothing for me. <laughs> so I had this job, and then I come over here. Uh, I don't really do fucking type rating. We do in-house training, and then you get signed off to fly the jet. They do it very differently over here. It's um, very, very chilled out, you know. But um, so I had to then do some more training on the Citation, which isn't isn't as complex as the Bravo. 
but it's still like, you know, first officer stuff and getting used to it all, you know, all like pilot flying, pilot monitoring kind of, kind of BS that we learned, you know, but it's, um, yeah, it's, everything's a little different. Always, the way I look at it is always learning, always getting better, you know. And how often do you fly right now? Uh, hardly. Right now, uh, almost zero. Uh, and before the be, closed before the coronavirus, <laughs> uh, flight, I would fly instruct a lot, and then I would pick up. I would say I don't know, maybe on because I only fly jet now, maybe like six hours a month. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's pick up as you go, so they, they call you up and say, "Are you available?" I'm either am or I'm either I'm doing flying instructing or I'm doing like some kind of stuff, and like or I go fly for them. And they do ambulance stuff, so it's pretty good fun, you know. But it's, um, yeah, so that, that's about six hours, maybe a month on the jet. And then uh, most of it is just fine shooting, which is kind of fun too. I enjoy that, the fine shooting, good times. Yeah. And how is flying in California? How is flying in it's, that I, part? I recommend it. It's, it's the best, especially for flight instructing too, because every day it's like, the, the weather, the weather, the cloud base is yeah. frequent. So by about like you know 11 a.m., it's this glorious blue again, you know. And then, uh, and also the airspace is really well controlled too. They have uh, like uh, flight following. So if you want to go to like Santa Barbara, or you want to go to like Vegas, you just get in the airplane. Obviously, you do your flight planning. Obviously, you know what I mean. You don't just, <laughs> you always go in the air and say, "Hey, I'm fucking over. I'm over Santa Monica." I want to go to Vegas and they go, okay, we'll, we'll monitor you. And you just check in as you go. It's super easy. It's like finding a car. Honestly. Yeah. Like well, a car. That's, that's, that's the thing, you know, I wish all the Czech controllers were just, uh, you know, they went to um, training in America because we have uh, our airport uh, in Podhořané, which is in the middle of Czech Republic and it's in the middle of CTR. Yeah. And there is like a military airport in the middle of CTR and our airport is in the middle of that CT control zone, CTR. Oh, and, shit. And well, it, it, that wouldn't be your problem because Czech, Czech, uh, Czech army doesn't have too many airplanes, you know. And uh, so you have like two, two Gripens, uh, two fighter jets, you know, uh, about to take off. And uh, when you call them and said like, you know, can I take off? from my little airport they said like no you have to wait like 30 minutes because we have like fighter jets about to take off and they are scared about fighter jets being in the same control zone with the small i don't know cessna you know yeah and i said like you know i only wish you know they went to america and they saw in one square mile to have like <laughs> three Cessnas, you know, one fighter jet, yeah. you know, and Hercules, yeah. you know, and helicopter, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I seen like I seen like three Cessnas downwind with like two jets on final. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay, keep it going, keep it tight, just keep it yeah. tight, guys. You know, not that busy, fly. not that busy today. Not that cool. <laughs> cool. It's getting quick, you know. Just ah, it's quick. Yeah, America, they they have it right, man. They have a they have a good man. You know, yeah, I kind of, I actually, I, I kind of hate the asset, if I'm honest. I don't like the Apple. I think they, they charge too much money. You know, like over here, touch and goes are free. They don't charge you for touch and go, you know. Oh. Whereas in America, UK is expensive, man. That's, that's different from Europe. In Europe, when you touch the wheels, you get charged. 
But I, I think that's a, I think that's a crime. I think they should like that's just robbery, you know. Just don't touch Every the wheels. Touch you go. You know? Just do, yeah, don't do low wheels. low approach, low approach all day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but what are you what are you flying at the moment? Oh yeah, well we have uh, we had uh, we have uh, you know as, as I told you like Podhořany Airport, it's in the middle of Czech Republic, and we have still the L two hundred Morava, which is uh, twin engine yeah. from sixties. And we are flying to air shows, or maybe I should talk in a in a past tense, you know. <laughs> sure, of course, of course, yeah. Air shows, and uh, you know, um, people coming, and they want to, you know, uh, uh, have a test flight, you know, and uh, see how does it like, uh, because it's not too many uh, twin engine uh, L two hundred Moravas in Czech Republic, so we have many people yeah. from Czech Republic and Germany coming in and uh, you know i fly with them and we have uh, we had air shows you know uh, until last year so that that was a fun that was a fun and sure. uh, also you know tow gliding gliders you know flying with gliders yeah. so all that kind of fun and uh, on the side uh, i also built a, a digital marketing company so I'm not dependent too much on the salary or not salary, but income as a pilot. And uh, sure. they save my ass at this moment. If, <laughs> have you found, uh, have you found like any L39s lying about that you can ship over for me? Oh, too many at this moment. I too need, <laughs> there must be somebody, there must be somebody who's like struggling financially who needs to sell an L39 for about a hundred bucks. That's what I'm oh, looking for, you know? It, we've been always talking about this uh, business perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, greatest yeah. plane ever. I just want it, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm so excited about building uh, some kind of um, uh, company with historical aircrafts, you know? Uh, nice. We, 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 have, we have foundation in Czech Republic, you know, so we would like to support the historical aircrafts. Uh, and I also started um, association of the owners of historical aircrafts. So association for the owners of historical aircrafts in Czech Republic. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, historic, it's for uh, like uh, sport aircrafts. So yeah. owners, owners of uh, private L39s in America, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different kind of club, you know. I know. <laughs> I actually met a guy, I met a guy who, wanted, who I, I just approached him, pulled off the street. Listen, I want to get in on this L39. I think he was changing, and like, it was like, uh, I think it was $14,000 to have like a share in it. I, I don't even know how big the share was. I just like $14,000. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> and of course, some some guy will probably break it, and I gotta pay like a house to get a fixed. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, you know, so you are you are saving, was, you so you are still saving up for L thirty nine. I am. I keep saving up, and then I, and now I have a kid. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm fucked. I can't do it anymore. It's too, kids are too expensive, you know. Kids, you know, but the kids. Kid, 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 kid one, one, one single. <laughs> too much, man. But kid, too much, man. <laughs> kid, yeah. can, kid can fly it too, you know, in the future. 
So just I know, I, double seater. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is, dude? Do you remember the uh, Grand Theft Auto game where you could like, jump into a jet? You could go fly, you know? I yeah. basically want that so I can like, get out of my police car, run out into my jet and take off. You know, that's kind of what I want to do. That's my goal. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm... I'm saving. I'm saving up for the Spitfire, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one to save for. Good thing. That's still yeah. beautiful. I saw that fly for um for that guy who made the money in the UK. They had a flyover. I think would they have a Spitfire go over his house for him, or is it the Hurricanes that flew over? Yeah. It, do you mean the uh, Do you mean the Captain? Oh, Cap- Captain Tom. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was that was nice to see. Nice. Yeah, well, when I'm 60, maybe I will afford the Spitfire. <laughs> I think so. I think so, man. I think if the economy keeps going the way it is, things things will get cheap quick, you know. The best the best thing for a pilot is if pilot is not dependent on the pilot salary and is having second source of income. So, yeah, very much. So you can say, you know, fuck this, you know, I will fly some with somebody else, somewhere else. Yeah. I will do something else, you know, because because if you if you have different kind of income, you can keep flying as a hobby. You know, it's it's yeah. it's not becoming a job. It's a hobby because yeah. you can you can say no. Yeah, and that that freedom of saying no—that's that's really what 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 means for me the online marketing. You know, that's very true. I, I actually found when I was uh, as a first officer flying uh, for the executive aviation company, the jet company, I found there was pressure to go fly, no matter yeah. what the weather was. We we were, we would be overweight sometimes because I, I would do the calculations as I we. we Can't tell, man. The runway is fucking tiny. But because the owner wants to fucking go, then you got to fucking just. Yeah. I, I, the captain has this stuff, and I'm like a fucking nobody. I'm a fucking first officer yeah. guy who's just trying to get his hours and trying to fucking not lose his job, you know. And yeah. uh, and my voice, I, I, I haven't, I don't, I never felt like I had the authority to say fucking this. I'll fucking they'll just say, yeah, that's fine. I'll go away. Don't come back. That's what they say, you know. <laughs> like they, you know, like 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 the actual like the tolerances they go way below that. Like the one point one five, like the fifteen percent tolerance, whatever they go, they have their own. The captains have their own tolerance. Like, nah, their plane will do it fine, you know. But, you know. Yeah, and that scares me. There's the thing. Since since my crash, you know, I really listening. I'm really listening to my uh, to my intuition, and and when I'm not. Th- feeling good about some situation i'm not going yeah. i'm not taking off yeah. I, i'm not flying yeah. you know and i feel comfortable with saying no but that's uh, the best place best place to be that's great because i know since yeah. having my son since, since i'm a kid i won't i won't gamble at all now i'm like fuck that if i think if i think no i'll just smile and i'll go work somewhere else now Oh yeah. But at but, the time, at the time when you when you just pay for type rating and you pay for all this fucking training, you like you're like fuck it. Maybe maybe the captain knows something. I don't know, but the answer is no. He doesn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, he's just doing it because he's just doing it because of his pressure. And the but pressure the, is getting knocked on to us. That's the thing, you know, the freedom with saying no. It only comes with the freedom of 
you know, having the Our second closest. source of income, you know, like very much so. Very saying much like, so. you know, I, I'm not here, you know, I'm not here like for the money. I'm not here for a survival. I'm here because I like it, you know, and I'm not feeling good about this and I'm not flying because I don't have to. And that's really when, when, when a when flying is becoming a hobby because you do yeah. it because you like it and you are not forced to fly because, uh, you know, because you are not dependent on the person who is paying, who is paying, you know, to get from point A to point B and it's scary, you know, and it's on the limits and it's, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's, do you think, thing. do you think that like a 21 year old who's gone through Oxford, gone through the flying school is sitting next to a captain, like easy jet, Jackie he has the balls that say to him, no, I, I think we shouldn't fly because, because there's icing. Jackie has the, I don't think anyone does. I don't think any 21 year old kid, out of flying school could do that make that call you know what i mean well i but you know? but, but you know i i hope they're so. gonna go they're gonna they're gonna take off i just think they would you know I but just, you know i i hope so but i know it's 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 bullshit you know i yeah i know because i um, objectively beforehand i thought to myself yeah, i always say no but i i have gone overweight because you can't put the weights as though you can't measure it exactly but, after like because they're, they're piling suitcases up the suitcases and like they were basically the story i had was is that uh it was people want to go hunting up in scotland and we were flying them up there a short flight but like we had um we had fuel on and we had like so much stuff like almost like emptying out a whole house with the stuff in the back of this plane and we didn't really measure it but we knew we were on the limit anyway and just you know you're like fuck i hope this fucking thing works you know yeah, also, mm. but you know, also imagine like 21 year old, you know, straight from the Oxford aviation, you know, what do they know? You know, what do you know? How can you judge the situation? You know, because, have faith, man. because like captain, captain, he says like, I have like 30, 40 plus years old of, uh, uh, you know, knowledge and experience, you know, what do you know? Yeah. No. so exactly. how, how can how can you judge and how can you assess the situation at that point yeah. you know so 21 year old you know that's very that's, tough man that's that's another idea you know it's crazy crazy uh, stuff uh, you know but yeah it it happens quite often um l200 morava you know the twin engine i'm flying it's quite old and uh, we have in Podhořany, we have quite short air airport and it's also um, downhill slope, you know. And when you have like 30 degrees Celsius plus, 35, you know, let's yeah. say 35, it's, it's summer, it's hot, it's humid, you know. It and, climb, man. <laughs> and 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 you 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 have like a wrong wrong sort of wind, so we have to take off uh, uphill you know and i have people coming in and it's like four people and uh, every each yeah. of them is like having 100 kilograms of, exactly. of body exactly. weight you know um yeah. i'm comfortable with telling them you know um i will i will make you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee you know but <laughs> we we cannot fly today you know and i'm i'm sorry you know you 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 came from you know long way you came like long way you know to fly today with me and you have like uh, your ticket because you paid for this flight but but it's not safe 
and I'm, I'm telling you it's not safe and this is my decision we will not fly today yeah. you know I, I think the, I think the general public uh, a little are actually getting pretty good they won't they won't challenge oh, yeah. you too much because but I the, the, the pressure I find is just companies the fucking operators those uh, fuck, those yeah, that, that's the point I have to tell you 100% not like 99 it's 100% people 100% people told me when i when i told them they can they cannot fly 100% told people told me um we actually appreciate this because you care about our safety and yeah. you are the pilot we trust you you are the pilot who is like assistant. exactly exactly and because people they are used to commercial commercial you know commercial uh, flight schools and they will they will fly in every weather <laughs> you know yeah and, and they also appreciate when they told when i told them you know it's good it's it's like it's it's right temperature we can fly but it's not the right kind of weather it's not it's not good visibility and you paid for this flight to see uh i don't know like uh whatever you paid you know um and it's not good visibility and i don't want to fly with you because you will not enjoy this flight you know and come yeah. c- come come the other day and you know it's not it 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 will be safe but it will not be nice you know and you paid for the sightseeing flight and exactly, by, def- yeah. by definition this is not sightseeing and yeah. i i like this kind of freedom to tell them that you, i will not fly because first i don't think it's safe or second it's safe but i don't think it's good for them to fly because it's not worth their money at that day yeah. you know So. I know, yeah, I think the public are far more understand, but yeah, definitely, definitely tough though, definitely tough to say no, <laughs> no one's gonna go, you know what I mean, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so so that's great. So we should we should, you know, you remember we 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 talk at the Oxford. We sh- we we should do some business together. You know, so oh man, oh, that's <laughs> always I've always like I need you're a you're a hard worker. Let's 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 make some like um, business which is making money for the warbirds to fly. Yes, like, let's like like let's make money with commercial flying and spend them yeah. on flying with warbirds. You know. And, yes. and let's, let's yeah. do like Dude, dog fights. I, let's do dog fights. You know, Dude, business ideas is there, man. I would love to work with you on on, on a project on business. That would be that be a really good fun, you know. Yeah. But I would have so, thought that with you and I, you, with you and I's resources and our knowledge and stuff like that, we should be able to come up with something pretty good. That people will like, you know. We should be able to provide a service that somebody will pay for. You know what I mean? I would hope so. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah, like, let's do a brainstorming. Um, personally when this all coronavirus madness uh, ends yes sir well cool so hey alex it was like cool speaking to you libro it was an absolute pleasure man i, I enjoy your company so much hey so that was my friend alex from california 
I hope you enjoyed the second episode of Airsmolic Aviation Podcast. I will be glad for your feedback. Always uh, you can tweet me to Airsmolic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also you can send me email on libo at airsmolic.com. You will find all these uh, links uh, in the description of the podcast. And uh, as for next week, you can be looking forward to next episode number three. So thank you very much for your listening and uh, like, comment, subscribe. (laughs) Goodbye.